This is the podcast about transatlantic business by MCM Germany. The clue. Hello everyone and welcome back to a new brand new episode of The Clue. My name is Katharina Luise Kittler and I'm the Head of Communications and Government Relations at MCM Germany. We are back from our summer break with many interesting interviews coming up in the next weeks and months. And today I'm very happy to welcome Simone Menne to The Clue. Hello. Hello. Good to be with you. Thank you. Since June, Simone Menne is the new president of the American Chamber of Commerce in Germany, and she entered office in the middle of a very interesting phase. Since the beginning of this year, we have a new president in the White House, and also here in Germany, we'll have our general elections, the Bundestagswahl, in a few weeks. So today we want to talk about this interesting phase in transatlantic relations and also about the revitalization of the transatlantic partnership. What do we expect from the next German government as a transatlantic business organization and how should the US and Germany work together to improve transatlantic trade and of course remove barriers. But before we are diving right into the topics of today's episode, I'd like to introduce Simone Menne first. Simone Menne held several positions in finance at Lufthansa and was also responsible for founding Lufthansa's first shared service center. She also founded Lufthansa's digital lab in Berlin. And in 2015, Simone Menne decided to focus on another business sector and started working in the pharma industry. At Böhringer Ingelheim, she paved the way for launching the company's digital lab and for opening the shared service center in Manila. Today, Simone Menne serves on the supervisory boards of different international companies, for example, Henkel and Deutsche Post DHL. Since June, she serves as president of MCM Germany and in her hometown Kiel, she also runs her own art gallery. So very impressive, Simone Menne, and thank you again for being on the clue today. It's always fun to be with you and uh, it's, it's such a great uh, podcast. So I love to be here. Thank you. So as I already mentioned, um, President Biden entered office at the beginning of this year. And it's, of course, his first year as president of the United States. And this first year is slowly coming to an end. And you, as the new president of MGM Germany, are in touch with our members on both sides of the Atlantic on a ver very regular basis. So how would you describe the current atmosphere in transatlantic relations? Very good atmosphere. It's uh, certainly a lot better than with the former administration. And uh, our members look quite optimistic into the future. So we see improvements with the Biden presidency. Of course, we always had strong relations. And uh, this is what MCM is standing for, that even in difficult times, uh, we hold uh, our partnership on the transatlantic very, very strong. Uh, but now we have a new style and uh, a way of talking and communicating. So I think it is a better atmosphere for finding solutions. Joe Biden is a friend of transatlantic cooperation and alliances, and, and that is good. On the other side, there are still issues and there are still problems to solve. Uh, so we face several topics uh, where we have to work together to find good solutions. 
Yes, exactly. And I think one step to find these solutions was maybe um, the visit of Chancellor Merkel to the US in July. And it was her last visit as German Chancellor. And some would say that this visit was um, successful because it somehow symbolized the restart of the transatlantic relationship after some turbulent years. But of course, we are still at the beginning of this restart of the transatlantic relationship. And you already said that, that we have common challenges on both sides of the Atlantic. So maybe looking at the US, what should be done to strengthen our business community and transatlantic trade in general? Well, the visit of Chancellor Merkel was certainly more than just a farewell visit. Uh, I think we we have seen a, a very good uh, Washington protocol there. Angela Merkel, as well as Joe Biden, uh, described uh, certain councils, certain cooperations uh, which should start, um, and that is on climate, that is on uh, technology. Um, there is also a, a working group uh, for COVID. I think all this is, is quite positive. But uh, when we see uh, what, uh, what has to be done, well, we, we have not solved totally uh, the Boeing Airbus dispute because that's just postponed for, for some five years, but uh, it is. Uh, there are still the barriers in the long term that need to be removed uh, on duties, which is steel and aluminium. So there is just a, a window where we can find solutions. And um, the urgent, very urgent thing which has not been solved is the travel ban. And, and that is really stopping things happening uh, because uh, for innovation, for certain uh, developments in companies, you need people seeing each other or going to the other side of the transatlantic. So that is really a very important part because exchange is so vital for our partnership. Yeah, it is extremely important. And I think it was last week that I talked to a member company of MGM Germany and um, the representative told me that it's so difficult right now to have this exchange between um, headquarters in Germany and uh, also in the US. And you're also in, in contact with um, our business community. So maybe from your um, exchange and from your experience, um, how do they solve that at the moment? Because I mean, the travel ban has been in place for yeah more than a year now and many, many companies and their, their employees haven't been able to travel for the last one and a half years. So how's the situation currently? How do they solve this problem and why um, do we need the removal of the travel ban as soon as possible? Obviously, they find solutions uh, which are mostly uh, digital. We have very creative ideas in, in new technology. That is the positive part. But uh, some, some people cannot even exchange. So expatriates cannot go back or uh, get a new job. So we have a, a sort of a stall where time is just every month is adding to the problem that we cannot change jobs with, uh, with other expatriates, with US people who, who want to go home or Germans want to go home or the other way around, want to go out and work uh, in the States. Uh, we, we also found some creative ideas 
ideas. Uh, I, I heard about uh, companies who did send their people to Mexico for 14 days and then they entered from Mexico. It is so ridiculous um, that uh, that it is not allowed because uh, there are ways also in other countries uh, where you can, with testing, with vaccinations, really prove that there is no danger. And uh, so there are quite creative ideas, but uh, but there is also frustration with every month uh, where this travel ban continues. Yes, exactly. And I mean, both economies in the US and of course in Germany and Europe have suffered from the pandemic. So I think that is another reason why um, we need to remove this travel ban because um, you already mentioned it, it is important um, for people um, to have this personal exchange. But I think it's also important when it comes to, I don't know, certain machines and um, the installment of them. And there are certain employees who are specialized in that and they are really needed on the other side of the Atlantic. Absolutely, absolutely. Maintenance is an issue. And uh, we have seen that uh, some emergency approvals uh, were given, um, but uh, it, it is a general stall. Uh, and, um, and it's also, it's not only the current business, but it's also the innovative part. So, so we have seen such great innovations and, and BioNTech Pfizer is just one example where German and uh, US companies did work very innovative together, bringing the strength of both parts together. But to become creative, you have to sit together. You have to, uh, you know, brainstorm and just uh, maybe just do some sketches about maybe strange things and then something new is happening. And that does not happen uh, when you when you just talk via via a computer and a screen, so there are many elements uh, where we are, we are facing, in my opinion, unnecessary problems. Yeah, I totally agree. But in in general, when we have a look at the Biden administration and also compared um, to the previous years. Um, since taking office in January, Joe Biden's administration has unleashed many foreign policy initiatives. So um, as you said, Joe Biden is a big fan of transatlantic relations and a great supporter. So from rejoining multilateral organizations and the revitalization of Uh, different alliances to donating vaccines. The Biden team has already done more compared to um, the past years. So how would you evaluate these first months and what do you expect from Biden's presidency in the following years? Biden is a supporter of international alliances and he absolutely values uh, the foreign policy part. And to Seeing the global problems we are facing on climate, on new technologies, on data exchange, um, we need foreign policy, foreign affairs to work together uh, to solve these problems. Uh, on the other hand, um, these first steps we have seen are not enough. And the Biden administration is under a certain pressure in the US itself, because, uh, of course, there is a certain window of time where they can really do things and, and with, their, with their majority at the moment, but it's tight. Uh, we see the forthcoming elections and uh, we see that there is a lot of pressure to show results 
for for the US. And, and in this regard, we also have to interpret certain things uh, they are doing at the moment. Um, so I think it's also very important that Europe and Germany show and propose solutions for the future to help the Biden administration to show good results um, to to the to their voters, and uh, I think very important. And and this was one first action uh, we have seen with Joe Biden when he started uh, the the summit on on climate change, where he invited the whole world. Very very important. And uh, as I mentioned, the the new technology council gives us the possibility, and and I think that's a huge opportunity we are saying that uh, Europe and the US are working together on certain standards for technology or for data exchange, which every company, every, every one of our members need urgently. And with the power of this transatlantic partnership, we can also set global standards. And I think that is a, a very, very positive thing we are seeing, but we have to take that opportunity. And uh, maybe we we should also uh, empower or ask our politicians here on this side of the Atlantic to give some signals or proposals into the US. Yeah, of course. And um, as you said, setting global standards is key when it comes to, to transatlantic cooperation. And also, if we um, want to find an answer to China and um, mm -hmm. the power of China and the um, yeah emerging economic power China has. So um, I think that is another important topic uh, when it comes to um, challenges both sides have to face at the moment. So maybe um, as a follow-up question on that, how do you see that situation um, with, with China? Do you think it's realistic with the new German administration and also uh, President Joe Biden? Is there a new window of opportunity to create a common uh, joint strategy when it comes to China? I hope so. Uh, I think it's very important because uh, China obviously is a very important trade partner for, for the Europeans as well as for the US. Uh, on the other hand, uh, we also see that uh, there is no uh, level playing field, that there are some rules uh, which cannot be accepted. And also when it comes to human rights, uh, which are not uh, obeyed, which, which are not stick to, uh, we have to set clear limits. So I really hope that uh, that a new uh, German government is working closely together with the US uh, to make uh, this red lines very clear to the US administration. And I, I also think the G G7 uh, summit uh, where, where Germany will in 2022 have the chair uh, gives us an, an opportunity there. Yeah, of course. And um, yeah, as you said, there are high expectations um, when it comes to the next German government. And um, the German general elections are only a few weeks away. And of course, we had a look at the different election programs. And as usual, they mostly focus on domestic politics. But given the current circumstances with an ongoing pandemic, many international conflicts and, of course, international dependencies when it comes to trade, why do you think there is not a more direct focus on international relations and especially the transatlantic partnership and how should it be addressed by the next German government? 
Well, I think there's there's one thing which is written down in in the programs, and another thing what a future government will will act like. As the programs, uh, just to be honest, are are, are written for for voters, uh, and uh, lots of voters do not see the transatlantic partnership as their major issue. Uh, so they see, again, as we have seen in the US, uh, more the internal problems, uh, the, the issues with uh, social security, with pensions, uh, with uh, traffic, with climate change. Um, so I think that does not mean that whatever party or coalition, which is yeah, most, most probable, uh, will come into government, will not have a special focus on that. Uh, we see in all programs, uh, I think, a, a commitment to the to the US partnership, which is very promising. Uh, I think no really relevant party uh, will, will not uh, also emphasize this partnership. And um, as always, programs are very polished. <laughs> so there, there are not too many strong uh, uh, messages because that, uh, Parties are afraid to give strong messages as that may put voters into a different party. So uh, I think the one thing is the, the programs. The other thing is the acting. And it is, of course, very, very interesting times because at the moment it is absolutely open uh, which kind of coalition we will see. And, and for us as MCHEM, that means we have to be prepared showing them our position paper, telling them why an open free trade is important, why we need a good standard on data exchange uh, and uh, why transatlantic partnership is really, really important for Germany. So I think we will continue to work on that even after the election to also make clear also in a coalition what are the important points. Yeah, and there are many, many important points when it comes to, to German politics. And I think what is also um, important to mention is that there are so many topics which are affecting um, our economy and our companies. And you already said that data transfer is one of them when we talk about the Schrems 2 situation and that we need a reliable ruling um, for this situation. And that is something which is very important for companies in Germany. And of course, it's a European topic and we have to work together on both sides of the Atlantic. But I think um, these are the topics the next government should address, right? Absolutely. Um, I think uh, that, is, uh, that is absolutely key. Uh, because data uh, is important for, for every company and data is also important for the issues of, of climate change and new technology. So um, having a, a, a security there or a, a clear legislation how data exchange can be done uh, and make that as transparent and secure and of course looking into the, the data privacy parts that is should be a priority. Again energy and climate is a very important part um, and uh, that we obviously have the new green deal in Europe where, where we have to uh, add new technology and I think that is an opportunity Germany is great in new technology. Our members are, are absolutely innovative. And taking that challenge of climate change and making that tool to look into new solutions, which we can then 
uh, bring out into the world and and face a, a new market here uh, i think that is that is another opportunity we have it's another point for a new german government definitely has to be uh, also to to strengthen germany as a business location uh, we have seen in our business barometer and uh, with, with answers our members gave to us that uh, there is a deterioration uh, seeing uh, Germany as a good business location. And that is partly because of taxes, but also because of digital infrastructure. So um, again, that is important because if we want to stay innovative, if we want to uh, really uh, attract uh, um, other markets, other companies to buy in Germany or to buy from transatlantic companies, uh, we need to make Germany attractive uh, again. Uh, I think that is another point where the, um, the German government should pay attention to. There is a, a possibility that uh, Germany's G7 presidency in 2022 gives also here a certain tool and a leverage uh, enforcing that even more than just a German uh, government. Yes, totally. And as you said, strengthening Germany as a business location is extremely important for our member companies. And in this context, um, that also depends on uh, the questions around energy and climate policy. And you already touched on that, that this is a field which is also extremely important to our members. So in, in your opinion, and I know you're also personally very um, invested in that topic and it's personally important to you, how can we work together um, also internationally and on both sides of, of the Atlantic to solve important issues such as climate change and um, working for climate neutrality globally? I think very, very important is that there is an openness to technology uh, and, and that not the politicians are thinking they already have the right solution because we need a competition in technology to find new ways uh, getting out of fossil uh, energy and uh, getting into a climate neutral uh, world. So open to, to new technology, looking into what are companies in the US already doing. Also, I, I see the, the possibilities what energy companies are doing here and then bring that over into the transatlantic. We can work on also regional, um, I'm coming from Schleswig-Holstein and Schleswig-Holstein has a partnership with the Bay Area San Francisco. So forcing this kind of partnerships where cities are facing the same kind of problems, uh, that, that would be a possibility. But again, coming from this regional work together with solutions into a worldwide level playing field, that means uh, with the US, EU and US together can have an impact if they are unified in their opinion what the rules are. And uh, that could then uh, force investments in renewable energies. And uh, that uh, obviously has to, to think about also uh, the CO2 pricing. Uh, what are the mechanisms there uh, so that uh, we don't have a problem by being just focused on the European market and, and have a problem of uh, uh, our companies not being competitive because of uh, 
tight rules here and uh, other countries do not have rules at all and then they can export and we import their energy that should not be so therefore europe and the us have to find rules regulations and uh, to enforce a level playing field globally and uh, the idea of a climate club uh, which which is in the world but will be a, a, a difficult topic to solve I'm, I'm very aware of that but the idea of a climate club uh, is a very good one to to go into that direction yes it totally is and maybe to to summarize um, the priorities for the next german a government in, in transatlantic trade. We already talked about data privacy, data transfer, um, energy and climate policy. Which areas for action do you see here additionally to these topics? Well, of course, trade barriers in general. We did not mention it because we think it's, it's self-understood, but uh, all trade barriers uh, should, should be uh, looked into and, and uh, trade agreements uh, should be looked into and, and find solutions to, to get good agreements uh, so that we have transparency about the rules and um, companies know what are the rules and how they can work. But another point would be uh, innovation. Uh, so uh, strengthen Germany as a location for research and innovation. And uh, that also means putting a lot of uh, emphasis on, on education, education from from kids uh, up to lifelong education because uh, the world is changing fast and uh, it's not like in the past where we were uh, we stopped uh, after our first education after school or after university and then said okay that's done i i got everything i need for the rest of my life that will not be uh, so that that is uh, um, another another area if we think about uh, as i said uh, research and innovation one item which I, I'm, I'm not sure how really big it becomes is, is uh, of course, the patent uh, protection. Um, when you want to have research and innovation, um, you have to reward companies or people who invest and give resources into research and innovation. And this is why it is protected. And this is why we have patent protection. And uh, I think that is very clear that we have really to make clear that that has to be a stick to it. it, it we, will, we will lose innovation if people are just uh, saying okay everybody can copy it so pa patent protection is an is an issue which we have to make very clear to politicians that it's this is very important also obviously to the u.s administration because uh, if we think about healthcare and especially the case of vaccination for example in 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 the countries of africa we can work with licensing and we can work with uh, producing there which is really important And, and we, we are absolutely in favor for that, but you won't solve the problem of few vaccinations in Africa with giving up patent protection. I think that, that is, is really very element, elementary thing for, for research and innovation. Yes, yeah, certainly. And of course, on, on both sides of the Atlantic, our um, member companies support that. So we're almost at the end of our episode, our 30 minutes are almost over. So at the end of this um, conversation today, I'd also like to ask one last personal question. 
you're a true supporter of transatlantic relations and the ties between companies on both sides of the Atlantic. So how do you personally want to support this partnership in your new role as president of MCHAM Germany? Well, you know, I, I, I grew up uh, with the US as really the, the country of the free and uh, and the glamour and and I loved the musical hair. My first visit when I was uh, I think 19, 20, I went to the US with Pan Am and it was uh, it, it was New York and it was so I was really there like a small girl and just looking up and saying, okay, this is the new world. And and I think there is still a lot of these values and this greatness. And I think what we in Germany can learn, this courage and, and this, uh, uh, this idea of uh, adventure and just trying out things. Uh, on the other hand, uh, of course, I, I am German and, uh, and I like also the small cities here and the history. And, and I think the combination of both is something which, uh, which MCHEM provides. And this is something I want to exchange, want to, want to give as an idea uh, as a president of MCHEM Germany. That was a great statement. Thank you very much for that. And um, let's hope that we can um, travel again pretty soon to the US. I think. Absolutely, yes. Yeah, that is something we are all looking forward to. So at the end of this episode, I also like to give you a little outlook regarding um, the next episodes. The Clue will be published monthly, and we are very excited to welcome a variety of guests to this podcast, from politics to science and, of course, our business community. And this fall, we will also publish some interesting surveys and findings about transatlantic business, our top 50 ranking with the most successful U.S. companies, in Germany and another survey on Germany as a business location. So if you don't want to miss any updates on this, have a look on our website and of course on our social media channels. Thank you very much, Simone Menne, for this interesting conversation today and your time. Thank you very much uh, for, for making the clue. I think that's a great tool uh, for, for our members to, to be uh, on top of what we are doing. And we want to enforce that further. Yeah, thank you very much and talk to you soon. Thank you. Thank you.